Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around and talk... Man, why can I not do this anymore? We've been doing this for 137, 38 we, episodes? We've been doing this Just, for 138 episodes. Yeah, You've um, been doing it for what? <laughs> 80? Maybe? Okay, everyone shut Hey everybody, welcome to Teenagers with Attitude, the show where a bunch of grown adults sit around talking about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters. And today we're going to talk about... Uh, a Brooklyn cabbie, but not the kind you think of. It's an actual taxi. There you go. That's basically the same quality I normally do it at. I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Mike. Hi. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait, everyone, get, everyone gets another try this week, right? So that's that's how we're going to do it. Hi, okay. everybody. Uh-huh. How's it going? Uh-huh. Woo! Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, now... Now, was that on purpose? Because that's some pretty good free planning. Well done. Uh, we've got Luke. Uh, good morning. Good morning. Sunshine. The, the role of Luke this week will be played by the Thwomp from Mario 64. <laughs> Wait, were those called... Those were called something else. They're no, okay, womps, so the ones that they? walk around that are flat are womps. The ones that are yeah. up in the air and drop are thwomps. Oh, good. And the Naming little tiny ones that hop around are thwimps. Oh, that's that's adorable. <laughs> uh, there's um. Oh, well, hold on, real quick. Uh, also, we've got Joel. Hi, yeah, I was waiting to be allowed to speak. Um, yeah. Zach, I <laughs> demand that you keep up that same speed and breathless delivery for the entire episode. You know that won't happen. <laughs> uh, I lo- to going back really quickly before we talk about like I don't know Power Rangers. Um, the uh, the thwimps, the small thwomps being called yeah. uh, thwimps, reminded me that they're if if you if you go to uh, like a brewery uh-huh. uh, and you want to get beer from them where they have it there, like the, and they don't bottle it or can it, right. they give you a. Uh, a, a thing called a growler. It's a 32 ounce or, or no, it's a 64 ounce. Uh, it's big. It's a big mm, one. Mm. Um, and it's called a growler. Uh, they also make little tiny ones and most people call them grumblers. And it makes me so happy. 
but uh, it's just it's just a very good say, name. there is one thwomp in womp's fortress he's on that staircase there's only one right in like right. the whole area yeah because 64 was kind of weird they were right. like trying stuff out yeah. yeah um so you know what you know what's better than thwimp in my opinion the german mm. name for them which is mini wump that's pretty good mini wump is very good it, it kind of reminds me of like the the uh oh what's the lewis carroll monster Oh, What's Jabberwocky? Jabberwocky, yeah. yeah. Well, no, that's not what I was thinking of, so I don't know what I was talking about. Never mind. <laughs> Mo- Momrave? Like, there's a lot of weird words oh, in that Oh, yeah, poem. he just made up a lot of words. That's yeah. right. Momrath, that's what it is. Anyway. Um, I hear they outgrabe. Yes, yeah. that's true. Uh, Snicker snack. it's time to talk about things. Talking about things. Yeah. Uh, I got a couple this week. Uh, both of them are actual news. It's supposed to just well, I like. Mean, they won't really be by the time anyone's hearing this, but you know. <laughs> well, okay. That's just assumed. Everybody knows that at this point. Uh, but two things. My fir- The first one uh, is that Toei has announced they are making a made for TV movie uh, that is a Super Sentai spinoff. Called Hero Mama League. Oh, hell yeah. And essentially it will star three veteran Super Sentai heroes. Is it just um, about like the moms of a Super Sentai team? No, no, it's no, better no, no. than that. Let me finish. Uh, well, so it, so this is weird. It gives me the char- the actress names, but not the character names. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like what they were. So, uh, and I also, say, I would watch a show that was like soccer moms, but for Sentai heroes. Well, that's so. Let me finish the pitch. God damn it! No, uh, no. Okay, great. Fuck you. <laughs> so first, so first of all, I can't pronounce Japanese words. I'm sorry. Uh, now Nagasawa as Hurricane Blue, Ayumi Kinoshita as uh, Deca Yellow, and Ayumi Beppu B E P P U. Yeah, as Magi Pink. So you've got three returning uh, uh, heroes from like pretty like ten years or older Sentai's in some cases, uh-huh. uh huh, yeah, which would make here, sense for the rest of the pitch, right? So here is this the pitch: once champions of justice, all three are now raising families of their own, and sure. now they must learn to balance their lives as heroes with their responsibilities as mamas. But things become even more difficult. When the space shinobu Dimost appears on Earth. I don't oh, know shit. what that is. Yeah, fucking space shinobu asshole. Yeah. Uh, so so this is, um, I guess, like, th- that villain is from Metal Hero, which, if you've uh, followed us, Julie has definitely talked about Metal Heroes, which is what... It's, a, like, another tokusatsu uh, that's not Kamen Rider or Sentai. It's, and it's the where, basis uh, for VR Troopers. For VR Troopers camp comes from. So they're doing a uh, Q Ranger versus Space Squad, which is one of the Metal Hero things uh, movie. And this is coming out first before that. It's also coming out uh, Mother's uh, Day this year. So here you go. Hey. Um, yeah. I. This is cool. It's very cool. It also made me want a Magical Girl Mom series more than anything. Yeah. And does that exist? And if it does, please tell me on Twitter because I want to watch it. Yeah, that That's- does sound good. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like the idea just in general of like 
former like Sentai heroes who've just like they've been at this for a long time. Like yeah. whatever initial exciting adventures they had are done, and and they're not necessarily like miserable. They're not going like full on like Danny Glover, like I'm getting too old for this shit kind of thing. But like it's like yeah, like just I'm I'm in my late 30s, early 40s maybe, and I've just been doing this a while. One of my one of the things I find really frustrating about American comic books is their inability to let people get older. Sure. Um, and this is something that's like one of my favorite comics. Uh, before Ultimate Marvel, there was something called I think it was called like M two. I don't remember. There there was a spinoff series or or spinoff universe of Marvel that was like a possible future. And they had a bunch of, like, the son of Juggernaut and blah, 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 like, that kind of stuff. Um, And it was, like, a separate line. Most of it died, but Spider-Girl, who was the uh, May Mayday Parker, who is the daughter of uh, Mary Jane and Peter Parker, uh, was, like, a – she had, like, a pretty long-running series. And her – Peter Parker in that series is, like – I, I'm not, like, unable to be Spider-Man anymore, but also I'm old and, like, I could die. So I don't do it very often unless it's very important. <laughs> and, like, sure. that's something that doesn't really get explored really that much in superhero stuff. Right. And I like the idea of, like, no, we can. It's just, like, we got other shit going on. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's the it's the I've you know, graduating to management perspective. Like, yeah, I could still be out there doing the, you know, frontline support stuff, but I've did my dues there. I'm right. Time for me to move on. Especially in Power Rangers, um and and super later on, they make like a big point that almost all Rangers lose their powers like at the end of the season. Right. It's like it's like almost always a plot point, which is a bummer to me, but also like it precludes, I think, some some cool stuff like this. Um, I mean, they do it anyway and just don't explain it, but whatever. So, <laughs> but yeah, this is a cool idea. I'm I'm I don't know really those Sentai, but uh, I'd be willing to at least give this a shot, and maybe it would lead to me going back and watching some of those. So yeah. Uh, if you, you know, watch this kind of stuff, if you are a Sentai fan, you should check it out, because I think it'll be cool. Also, I like that they're releasing it on Mother's Day. That's pretty smart. Um, now I have a second one. So, we talked a little while ago, I think a year ago, about, about the fact that, um, Korea was doing a third season of, uh, Dino Charge that, that didn't, like, it's not... Basically, they were doing additional Dino Charge stuff, not not um, and and they actually called it like Dino Charge, uh, Power Rangers Dino Charge, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a new season that they had made for them, um, just like how we make our own shit out of the Sentai uh, and call it Power Rangers. Well, except it seems like they didn't have any additional source material to work with from either America or Japan. Right, kind of made That's it, true. which is which is impressive and crazy. Well, so Q Q Ranger, which was the space Sentai that was like two ago, I think at this point. I think um, it was the last one before where we're at now. 
Was it after uh, the animals one? Yes. The cube? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It, so it, yes, it, it went, was the it last went, one. the animals one, Curiorger, uh, Q- Q- whatever it is, uh, the space <laughs> one, and then and then the current one. It's uh, funny that you couldn't get that one because it's just Q Ranger. It's <laughs> K Y U U Ranger. <laughs> but I, I but, kept yeah. I kept not quite hearing it when you were saying the name. Oh, it's it's okay. Sorry. Um. So they are doing that next. Uh. Instead of. Of you know um, the 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 next Power Rangers, the next American Power Rangers, they're just like you know what we're gonna do basically the same thing, and they're they're gonna do their own dub. Uh, I don't believe this one is gonna have original footage, uh, but they are doing their own dub, and also it's going to be called Power Rangers Galaxy Force. So I don't know if we talked about this last time this came up. But uh, and we talked about this off mic a little bit, but I think it's worth saying on the show. No, no, Mike was there. <sighs> God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, they're calling it Power Rangers, which is like copyrighted to Saban, and I don't know how copyright works, but that seems weird. I mean, if they've been showing Dino Charge up until this point, they're getting they're licensing something from somebody. Or, or they haven't been and have been perfectly okay up until now, so what do they have to lose? Yeah, that's true. And yeah. I mean, it's like an international copyright thing, which works different. I don't know. Yeah. You know. I, yeah. S- Saban has international presence, though, right? Sure. No, no, I'm sure there's something there, but I mean, that that does. I mean, I I, I know international copyright account. gets like wonky and loose, but it's not totally a Wild West. Like, no, there's no, got to no, be I'm someone not, yeah, doing something. Of yeah, the other thing that's interesting about this is that uh, I found out the that Korea, um, Bandai Korea, like, makes specific toys for that market that don't come out anywhere else also. So I didn't realize this, but South Korea must be, like, one of the biggest market markets for Sentai. I, I haven't seen it. I wasn't able to find any numbers, but that's kind of cool to know that it's uh, – there's another place that's huge and that's not just, you know, here where it's it's obviously still got a pretty big cultural footprint. So, yeah, South Korea cranking out uh, um, new slash, you know, new dubs, I guess, uh, which is cool. Uh, I hope we get that one because it seemed neat. At some point, I would like uh, a Power Rangers of, of that season. We'll see, I guess. It's, it, all, it got all weird when we started doing two seasons a year but anyway um two sorry two seasons from the same show uh so that's all my things for talking about cool yeah who's excited to talk about season three episode 22 follow that cab all righty no you didn't say you were excited all righty (laughs) i was really expecting more parallels with um classic movie follow that bird I don't even know what you're talking about. That's, that, that's wait, the Sesame that's Street movie. Sesame yeah, Street. it's a Sesame God Street damn. movie, Zach. Big Bird <laughs> runs away from home, and people are trying to find him. Why does he run away from home? Do you remember? I think he decides he's he realizes he's a, a fucking bird and doesn't have a bird family. <laughs> he does, is he like, hey, wait, I'm a freakishly huge bird. What do I? Why do I live here? This is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of a touching thing considering the young audience it's for. Because it's like he goes to, it's like I gotta find my real family, and then he learns the valuable lesson of like, no, actually, right. his friends in the neighborhood are actually his real family, and it's Aww. it's nice. And there's a bit where Bert and Ernie are flying in an airplane that's kind of funny, and that's about it. <laughs> the end. You mean it's the same lesson as 
Thank you, Mrs. Wimblewitz. That's my book report. Wait, sorry. I need to. Okay, that was great. Thank you for your book report. Now I need to know about Cat Dog, Luke. Tell me about Cat. Well, no, just they had a TV movie. Well, okay. So see, there's a there's a there's a cat on one end and a dog on the other. Are you Luke? Are you Luke? (laughs) (laughs) Luke, tell me about Cat Dog. Well, no, there was just a TV movie for Cat Dog that had the same premise where they're like, what, what? Who are our parents? What ungodly union made us? <laughs> and uh, they go on a quest, and they meet uh, a like three-eyed Bigfoot lady and her frog husband. And okay. uh, they live in some weird canyon that tornadoes hit periodically, and they arrived on a tornado. And then they eventually got taken away by the tornado again, that's why they didn't know them. But they're like, well, wait a second, so you're not our parents either. And they're like, well, sure we are. We raised you. And then they all were happy. Okay, now, are you looking at a Wikipedia page? No, God, no. That's just all in your head. Now, yeah. hold on. The the fucked up thing about Cat Dog, aside from the obvious. Yeah, the <laughs> fucked up thing about Cat Dog, I'm ready for this. Single aside from the obvious up thing about Cat Dog. Is that the, the opening theme song... Uh, is like the first two lines are about Cat Dog being born and everyone freaking right. out about it. Right. So one fine we, day like, with the, a wolf and a purr, a baby was born in a cozy little. What is it? It caused a little stir. Was caused a little stir. Yeah, yeah. See, like it introduces uh, like right out of the gate that there is some sort of presumably natural child childbirth well, involved in the creation of this creature. Well, well, yes, he wasn't. I mean, they weren't like created in a lab. Well, how, we mean, don't know that. Because like, <laughs> well, the theme song told me so. Yeah, well, that's the thing, is that, that that raises so many more questions than than there would be, you know, the, than we would have had they not done that. Right. One, were they born from some sort of combination of cat and dog or from other cat dogs? And if so, where did they come fr- come out? Also, <laughs> oh, more importantly, God. one of the very first episodes of Cat Dog is that they're trying to plan for a family reunion and then they end up messing it up and the like bus full of their relatives drives away like they already know their relatives they invited them to a party <laughs> y'all I don't, I don't think the folks who made cat dog are at all interested in logical consistency i'm so You'd fucking happy i'm so glad that we could solve a fucking cat dog continuity error on this show that makes me very happy well there's no solving it don't be ridiculous yeah, li- listen zach we don't solve anything here we never have we never will <laughs> We only introduce new problems. Okay, so this is episode. This is season three, episode twenty-two. Folks, if you need problems introduced, give teenagers with attitude a call. It's called. Also, also, just get in touch with me because I want to know whose life doesn't have problems these days. Yeah, it's now. It's called follow that cab, and I, I have. I will also say I don't know if we mentioned this last time, but we have. Well, we did say that we have the new. Um, there's a new uh, uh, intro with the Shogun Zords, right? We, we uh, definitely yeah. mentioned that. Oh, okay. I do not yeah, yeah. know what we mentioned last episode. Oh, right. Okay. Well, Mike was there. But anyway, yes, uh, we've got a new theme song, or uh, not a new theme song, a new intro with the Shogun Zords. I don't know if we mentioned that yet again, we have another combination with Titanus where they just done shove that toy up in Titanus. <laughs> I mean, you say that as if that's not just how the original combination works. It's it's not. They have it models. Is, though. <laughs> I mean, no, they have the 
Are you talking about like the original Ultrazord? They have yeah. models. They're not literally the plastic toys that they make for oh, children. Oh, to I buy. see what you're saying. But I mean, like that is what the Ultrazord has always been. Well, yes, but this is literally yeah, toys. Well, this is, yeah, this is the situation of this didn't exist in original Sentai footage. We don't have like a you know high quality model here, so we're just gonna literally use toys for our special They effect. literally use toys. Now, the reason I'm bringing it up is because last time they did this, it was so bad that, like, even the show seemed embarrassed it was showing it to us and, like, shuffled it off screen very quickly. But then they did it again. So, like, I don't know. I guess they didn't Okay, okay, lessons. okay. We, we've looked over our notes. We figured out what the problem was. We're gonna fix it. <laughs> is, is there a Shogun... Ultrazord. Uh, we actually get it in the show. Sort of. Wait, are you saying, are you asking, are you saying that maybe they just put this in the intro and it never actually appears in the in the show? Oh, oh, oh. maybe. Yeah. I don't, I mean, God, I, I would not so. be surprised if that was the case. <laughs> I also would not be surprised if that was the case. So anyway, I just, I had to mention that because... Like, especially since the one cool thing to me about the Shogun Megazord is it has that, like, neat fire sword. And in this shot, it's just like, look, it's plastic. No, the one neat thing about the Shogun Megazord is that it's got, like, the the way the Falcon Sword combines with it. Oh, that is neat. But we haven't seen that yet. That's true. But it's real cool when it happens. Okay. Well, so this is... uh, Season 3, episode 22, follow that cab. How many times can we try to start the episode? (laughs) It opens at at Ernie's Hold on, hold on. Before we actually uh, start talking about this episode. I fucking hate you. um, I just wanted to uh, take a moment to... um, Stall, really. I have nothing. nothing I'm looking around my room here. Uh, I got a can of vanilla Coke. (laughs) Do you have any any video game consoles that are smaller than normal on your desk you could comment on? (laughs) (laughs) No, I got got this really neat, like... uh, That wasn't in the episode, Joel. Now that's just confusing. But yes... (laughs) Oh, anyway. Yeah, we forgot. We t- like Luke was so happy he's got a, a tiny Nintendo now. Yeah, he's you have really a tiny Nintendo. That's true. That, that's yeah, playing right. Kirby Superstar as we speak. Cool. Ernie has a fucking juice bar. Okay, I'm playing the gourmet and race. I hate you. We're at the juice bar. God damn it! Ernie Kirby, comes Kirby over. Superstar is like one of the greatest games ever made, right? Hell yeah, it's it is, very, man. Let's yeah. that for a while. It's very good. I, you guys are in full on mutiny, and I don't <laughs> appreciate it. You know what? You know what, Zach? You're Kirby right. That was, that was out of line. Kirby Superstar is seven of the greatest games ever made. That's <laughs> true. So okay, uh, Ernie brings over a dish of milk to Kimberly because Kimberly just brought PC. To a like out okay, this is not a cat cafe, is what I'm getting at. This is sure. not acceptable behavior. You can't just bring your cat to I a mean, restaurant. It is a cat cafe now. <laughs> so so something that I want to address is that and and they've kind of done this before, but su- extra in this episode, they just bring their cat places, which mm-hmm. is not a thing that people do. <laughs> like I mean- why are you why are you being so judgy? It's just it's like people have started to do it now, but it's such a like weird thing that that people have like 
clubs around the fact that they have adventure cats, which is the stupidest name for it. I took my cat to the store. But anyway, wait, like, hold on, hold on. Are why not, are you? Why are you being such a prick about I, this? I'm not. It's just I'm saying that. Sounds like this, you are. <laughs> I'm saying that when this show came out, this would be a super bizarre thing to do. You sound like a stand-up comedian. Store. He's like, oh, that's not a thing, guys. <sighs> he, yeah. he it's to me like a cat owner who's not properly bringing his little babies on adventures like he's supposed to. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't bring my cat places with me, and I'm that makes me a monster. I don't force my cat into a fucking uh, a harness and take it with oh, me places. Oh, Zach, I want video footage of you trying to put a harness on Chili, please. I, one time, one time, I tried to put a Halloween costume on Chili, and basically a blood tornado. Okay, is what yeah, resulted don't try out to put clothes on cats. Listen, no, you sh- you shouldn't. But I wanted to put her that in that picture. Little dress. That cat with the lion's mane <laughs> is extremely cute. But don't no, they don't like that. No, they don't like it. Some of them do, but most of them don't. Okay, here we go. I can't believe you're 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 tr- you're trying to put clothes on Chili. You're locking her away in the tallest tower instead of like <laughs> letting her roam free and see the world. God, you're so cruel. Last yes, uh, yesterday I uh, now it's just hey, cat okay, stories actually, time. Zach, Zach, you know how you had you know how you had that big problem with geese on your roof. If Chili was an outdoor cat, birds would know to stay away from your home. What is the show that we make? I just want to say for the record that I won the gourmet race. Great. Good, good job. Congratulations, okay. Luke. This a- is not going well. <laughs> this is really a problem. I vehemently disagree. Uh, I'm going to ta- tell a cat story now, and then we're going to talk about fucking Power Rangers. I, when We have a, uh, a porch that's screened in. So the cats can go out there and like get their quote unquote outside, but they don't actually go outside and, and like get bitten by snakes or whatever. So, um, Chili was out there and I didn't know that. And I closed the door and then I started mowing the backyard. And as I was mowing, I looked over to the porch and just saw this little black thing running in circles going, oh, God, what's that noise? I hate it. And why can't I get back inside? Please help me. And I felt very bad. But also I laughed a bunch because I'm a monster now. OK, so see, Zach, if you would have just said everything that fast and just never stopped to breathe, none of these interruptions could have happened. Great. Now, Ernie brings uh, some milk <laughs> he to He has to Kimberly. speak in 50 words per minute or, or this <laughs> podcast will explode. <laughs> now, Ernie brings some uh, fucking milk to Kimberly, and she's like, great, uh, here's here's the milk PC. And Ernie mentions like he loves PC, that he sh- she is his favorite furry customer. Hmm. Kimberly is reading uh, an which article about- Which would imply about- he has other furry customers, which would imply this is indeed a cat cafe, Zach. Yeah, I uh, know. I think he means or, fur, like furries. Like he's or, got a bunch of furry. Customers. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe like Angel Grove is a really like hot furry con spot. No, but I know? mean, like I'm not gonna not to bring the whole taxonomy thing back in. But like PC's not a furry. I mean, well, I guess she is, but we don't like Ernie oh doesn't my know God, that. We well, cannot. Like, we cannot argue what is a cat again. <laughs> we can't do this. Well, now we're arguing what is a furry. Oh, okay. So the um. She's reading an article about a famous gymnast, gymnastic coach, sorry, who's coming to Angel Grove. Um, and as she is doing that, 
Uh, no, we, we can't skip past the the coach's name. It's the most generic character from Germany name <laughs> like they could possibly Schmidt. have done. It's Gunther Schmidt. Gunther Schmidt, yeah. Gunther yeah. Schmidt. That's, that's, yeah, they were like, okay, what's German for John Smith? Also, next episode he comes in and he sounds literally exactly like Werner Herzog, and it makes me so happy. Uh, but until that episode... I can't believe um, he's actually going to show up. Yeah, yeah he actually, is. No, that that's, is a that's, revelation. That happens. So anyway, Tommy Kimberly, sits your down. gymnastics are impressive, but no one can cartwheel away from the Grim Reaper. <laughs> okay, that was more Henry Killinger. <laughs> it's close enough. Tommy sits down and Kimberly screams... And Tommy makes what I think is supposed to be a joke where he says, ah, glad I have that effect on you. She screams because she's excited about the man, by the way, about the gymnastics man. Right. I don't think I made that clear. Uh, Not because of Tommy, though I secretly think Tommy thinks that's what just happens, Mm -hmm. happened, and is very self-conscious about it. Um, So she explains this guy's coming uh, I, I need to go meet him because it, it would be great for my gymnastics career. She also says that she's been dreaming about meeting him since she was a little girl, which I'm not saying that like that doesn't happen, but I would think you would dream about like going to the Olympics or whatever. Okay, or and not, like, and global gymnastics tourney as, so, as yes. it's called. The thing here. is when kids get excited about something or like, they fixate on some unusual things sometimes. Like, that's true. That can be not true. Even that that's, not, actually, that's not even really unusual. Unusual isn't the right word for that. Um, it's just like, like if I've known kids who are like super into, say, baseball, who knew a bunch about baseball managers, and like was like, oh, I'd really love to meet the manager of my favorite team. And it's like... Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, okay, fair enough. Sure. So, we cut up to the moon now. Uh, or, so, basically, she says, like, oh, I'm going to go meet him. Great. We cut up to the moon. Everybody's like upset because they have not had a good plan in a while. Uh, and the last plan was give the Rangers new swords. Yeah, it's really not a good plan. Uh, so um, they're they're screwing around, and Rito says, "Like, why don't you turn one of the Rangers into a monster, and then they can, you know, destroy the other Rangers." That's a pretty good idea. It's yeah. too bad that's not what happens in this episode yeah, at all. Like, you know what? If that's on the table as an option, I have a lot of questions for the moon crew. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. And then that isn't what happens Tell you what, at all. why don't you just turn all five of the rangers into monsters and then you just have five monsters. And then this problem is solved. Like, it doesn't yeah. even matter what the monsters do at that point. You already right. won. Just getting in yeah. ahead of the emailers. We know yep. there are six power rangers. Whatever. I did. <laughs> Shut up. Counting's hard. <laughs> He's lost, lost count. So uh, Rito says this. Rita is like, that's a dumb idea. And Zed's like, no, that's actually like a really good idea. I love you. You're my wife. But what are you talking about? That's a great idea. <laughs> like, let's do it. Um, so we cut back down uh, and Kimberly's like, OK, I'm going to go get my car and then I'm going to go meet this guy. So Ernie, can you- Ernie, again, I know they're friends. Owner of a place that I come to eat, watch my cat. <laughs> no. Yeah, like you said, it's no. Friend that I have, watch my cat. Yeah, but like, also, I love that she does not even consider having Tommy do it. Like, well, no, I mean, listen, we all know. <laughs> yeah, like, 
<laughs> that's that's just re- listen. Listen, Ernie's the most responsible person anywhere yeah. in a five-mile radius. Ernie can take care of that cat while still performing his normal duties around the uh, gym and juice bar better than Tommy could devote his entire day to nothing but watching that cat. Oh, now, to be clear, she's proven correct because she says goodbye, uh, um, bye, PC, and then she <laughs> runs runs off, and then PC leaves literally in the same shot and then Tommy goes, wait, where'd the cat go? Like, it is, <laughs> he loses that cat in two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> he does in not fairness, do a good job. Ernie was the one that agreed to watch it. Yes, that is true. I, I can't deny this. Um, so uh, he's like, then he gets up and he's like, hey, Ernie, have you seen PC? Uh, and Ernie's like, well, she, he, she probably, actually, he, Ernie calls PC he. Do they think it's a boy cat? I think they don't care. Okay, that's um, fair. To be fair, if the cat's been fixed, it can be hard to tell sometimes. Fair enough. And uh, also, I mean, if cat's magically transmogrifying between a human form and a cat form, who's to say? This is also a good point. Uh, so Ernie's like, ah, I'm sure he's just in the back uh, getting trying to get some cream. Um so actually, PC has wandered off into an amazing like set because this is a real good fake back alley, uh, and turns back into Catherine. At which point, I love Rita just sitting on dumpsters, and also I love <laughs> that this isn't the first time that it's happened, and I hope that it keeps happening. You know, when you s- you'd, you'd think after ten thousand years she'd be like just sick of dumpsters, but she's actually kind of. Like maybe she just got accustomed to them. Yeah, it's she like loves a home, it's like a now. homing thing at this point. Yeah, she just likes she just likes dumpsters. So she's sitting on this dumpster and she goes, "Ha! I just I just feel safe in the dumpster, you know." Yeah, she goes, "Ha! What's new, pussy cat?" And that is pretty good. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I do love so, that dumpsters are just kind of Rita's natural like state of being. She spent right. so long there. She just loves them. Yeah. So um, she's like, okay, so what's up? And uh, Catherine is like, Kimberly's going to go downtown to meet a famous gymnastics coach. And then Rita's like, okay, cool. We'll turn the car that she gets into into a monster, which is exactly what we planned and what we said earlier. But it isn't. So yeah. here's the thing. Rita said she hated that plan. So clearly what she's doing is altering it, like taking yeah. taking it on herself to alter it because she didn't like the original one. Just really like the old joke about like a transformer transforming while someone's driving the car. It's really an upsetting concept. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, can I ask a quick question? I guess. Has we, we get no, a No, you're not allowed of- to. No, no more quick questions. We're done. Okay. Only yeah, long we've, we've wasted enough time. Yeah. Let's get this show on the road. No, I have a question. Yeah, actually, Zach, we really, I mean, we're <laughs> behind schedule. We need to. <laughs> Great. Uh, so why does Rita's staff have a, uh, the male symbol on it and also has it always? Uh, what do you mean? So I mean, it's, got a, shot, it's, got a, it's got a circle like, with an arrow pointing. Like the U.S. Postal Service. No, like not no, like male and female, like the the like uh, the yeah, like like the Mars you, symbol, like the, like a postage stamp. No, the Mars symbol instead of the Venus symbol. 
It's like the, it's a circle with an arrow mm-hmm. coming out like, of it. Like 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 an M M&M. and M. I don't like this bit at okay. all. <laughs> Though, can you think of a fourth thing? Give me a fourth Mars. Go uh, ahead. A fourth? Why so do I need they, a fourth well, they Mars? Also, they also own uh, pet food and a handful of other manufacturing. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like cool. I am anyway. whatever. Whatever happened to the Mars Volta? They had like two songs and then vanished. Oh my god. Okay. D- ha- is this well, a l- new like, prop? Like that band that's thirty seconds from there. <laughs> <sighs> I hear the Brave Little I'd Toaster rather, went there once. I'd rather talk to Jared Leto <laughs> than you motherfuckers. <laughs> hey, did you guys know that the uh, airship theme from Super Mario Bros. 3 is basically just Mars Bringer of War? I'm halfway Hulk? through Dino Blade now. I, what is happening on this episode? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> well, I mean, okay. Rita's talking to Cat. That's what's happening okay. on the episode. Yeah, no, okay. I mean, it's your yeah. job to keep track of this shit. You know, Zach, you realize ans- if you had not stopped to ask this question, none of these tangents would have happened. Actually, Someone- guys, I, I have a question real quick. Why does uh-huh. Rita's staff have, like, the, the old, like, symbol for Mars on it? That's a great question, Luke. <laughs> I don't know. You would think it would be the Venus symbol... Uh, but and also, I don't remember this being on her staff before. Do you guys think this is a new prop? No, I think we just didn't get as good a look of it before. Yeah. And also, I think she, I think she's just got random like stuff about like strong astronomy and astrology. Yeah, and shit. I, I would guess it's more of an astrological thing than anything. I wonder if like which Pandora had any kind of relationship to Mars. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, so. They're gonna trap uh, Kimberly inside the monster. Mm-hmm. Um, at which. Rita does point out, like, the idea is the other rangers won't kill it, and this will fill that, even though the monster isn't actually Kimberly. So, like, I guess that works. It just isn't exactly what they said. Yeah. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and I'm going to, like, splash some water on my face, <laughs> and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to try to steer this fucking <laughs> shit. So we'll the warning right for any listeners, he's going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, I'm Emily. And I'm Josh. And each week on the VGM Jukebox podcast, we play video game music recommendations from our listeners, and we also share their testimonials. Sometimes they talk about their childhood memories of the game. Sometimes they talk about the music and why it moves them. Wait, then what are we there for? Good question. Well, besides manning the jukebox, we also like to talk about our own memories and experiences with gaming, but we don't always stay on topic. Oh yeah, I remember. Didn't we once talk about death for like three episodes? Just about. But our conversations aren't usually so dark. We talk about nostalgia, technology, artificial intelligence. Kind of like the stuff you used to talk about in college. That sounds awful. And it might be, if it weren't for our patrons and their great music selections. That's right. So join us at the VGMJukebox.com or look for us on iTunes to take a listen. And hopefully someday soon, we'll be playing one of your recommendations. Welcome back. Uh, we found an Emily. Hey, it's me, Emily. 
I'm here to talk about the corruption scene. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's the only reason she's here. Yep, once now, we once we're with that, we will break again and she will disappear. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that given my success at steering this podcast uh, before we broke, it'll be even better now that we've got more people. Well, now, I just want to say I apologize for dragging us off topic so much. I, I decided that, you know, I needed to focus so, you know, in, in respect towards Power Rangers and towards Tommy Oliver, I'm now playing Final Fantasy VI instead. <laughs> Great. Okay, good. So, uh, this is the scene that we're going to talk about. Wait, is it is that uh, actual six or original six? Like, uh, well, it's, it's Final Fantasy three because they just have the original translation in this thing. Oh, that's a bummer. It's a bad translation. Okay, Bulk and Skull. I know are... it has its it has its moments. I, there's some scenes in the like GBA remake that I feel are much worse for being like better translated. Quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, but they call root. But they call Holy Pearl, which is dumb. Anyway, Emily, what are your feelings on Final Fantasy three versus Final Fantasy six? Um, I like some of the uh the the localization. It's a little mm. bit more fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, to, to to read, but I yeah again like I don't some of the some of the translations like Terra Tina into Terra and I don't really understand why they even did that. And okay, like, I, I can s- actually I can actually explain that. So in oh Japan, in Fan- Japan, the name <laughs> Tina is pretty like foreign because it's a very American name. Oh, and so they, they wanted specifically to sound wanted to foreign. highlight Terra's otherworldliness. Oh, but that's like, pretty good Tina, then. Yeah, but in the United States, Tina is a fucking really common name, so they changed it. Aren't all the names, like, weird, though? Because, like, Locke isn't a Japanese name, or Celeste, or, like, wait, wait, whatever wait, Which one's her original are. name? Tina. It's I did Tina not know that. Yeah, because, yeah. like, Terra seems like it fits with the naming scheme of, like, Cloud and Lightning and Squall. Well, no, because Terra's opposite of that shit, because that's that, those are all meteorological events, sure. and this is, like, a... Yeah. No, but I anyhow, understand that, but yeah. Um, and, I, and I don't like, I don't know, Esper is kind of a weird thing to call summons because it just means oh. ESP user, and right. they call them Phantom Beast in the original, yeah. which isn't like, which is kind of a mouthful, but it's like. Mm. I love Esper. It sounds so, like, otherworldly. And I mean, Esper is not, like, a term we have, like, in America much. But it, it's, it is a term it's the Americans have used. It means ESP user. That's what it means. Well, no, I understand that, but that portmanteau isn't really much of an American thing. Like, I didn't know what that meant until relatively recently. Yeah, like te- five minutes ago? No, no, no. Ago, when did this that, conversation but... start? No, I've never I'm heard of but I remember, I remember, remember Haruhi Suzumiya, which we talked about on Let's Plays, uh-huh. uses Esper sure. as a word. No, so. I, I, I hear you, but, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm killing a lot of dogs right now. Ooh. Well, that's how that game opens what? up. Well, that's how yeah, the game no, starts. I mean, yeah, y- yeah, it's just. Yeah. It seems like I'm part of the <laughs> welcome, bad guys. Welcome to right our now. audio let's play of Final Fantasy VI. <laughs> <laughs> are, are y'all, Did Zach I, just I'm leave? Gonna, yeah, I mean, I just went and got a beer. I like whatever. Who gives a <laughs> shit? <laughs> 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 you fucking Final Fantasy, I guess. Who cares? I'm sorry, Zach. Oh no, I'm worried we actually broke Zach. <laughs> Are you upset, Zach? I'm sorry. We Balkan finally s- won. We're free. I didn't get that far into 15. Does your car ever transform into a mech? That'd be cool. It goes into a Bal- flying car. Bulk and Skull are uh, are getting the dress down by Lieutenant Stone uh, because. What are you talking about? They're dressed a- up. Uh, because a bunch of cars and also depending have been on your uh, region, they may have been localized into Biggs and Wedge. <laughs> I fucking, I just don't want to do this podcast <laughs> anymore. 
so <laughs> Bulk and Skull are uh, are being told there's been a lot of car thefts in the area and that they are on on patrol. And if we were still curious about like what the role of the junior police is, they're just cops. Like, they can arrest people. That happens in this episode. They are children. This is a bad idea. (laughs) Like, it's... Yeah, they they apprehend, like, a car stealer. Is it any worse an idea than the people we already give that power to? I mean, yes. Yes, (laughs) actually. Yes, it is. It's a worse idea. (laughs) And and Zach is not saying that, like, we currently have good police, but it's worse to make kids. I would argue some of them are just grown-up children. I mean, I mean yes, sure, you're but right. <laughs> all children are children, as it turns out, because that's how it works. Yeah, all so, grown-up children, as it turns out. I don't know the act- the uh, the other children in this show seem pretty damn responsible. <sighs> okay, so in any case, <laughs> um, Lieutenant Stone is like, oh, all right, y'all, you better keep your eye oh, out. I love and, a scene. Uh, Make sure that any uh, bad guys, you catch them. All right, I'm gonna go now because I'm Lieutenant Stone and I'm never around when anything important happens. Um, so they, he leaves and like immediately behind, <laughs> okay, so, so yeah, we gotta talk guy, about this guy. This so guy in, is the most so stereotypical I, criminal I've ever seen. So I work in, I work in information security and anytime there's training where it talks about a hacker, it's always a picture of a dude in a dark room with like a hoodie pulled up around him and he's like wearing sunglasses in the dark while he's on his computer and it's always super ridiculous. Yeah. That's basically this guy. It's like the guy from the neighborhood watch sign. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's in a black trench coat with a big black wide brim hat and sunglasses and black leather gloves. And he is shoving a... And he's got a goatee. It's very important to know he's got a goatee. it's broad daylight. (laughs) Yes, yeah. Well, he uses these evenings to stand in front of his, like, bookshelves full of books he's never read and look into a camera and scream about feminism. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he looks like David Sorini. Yeah. (laughs) Is that his name? I guess his name. We just looked it up real quick. Does he have a... um, uh, he's using a Slim Jim. That's what they're called. I was like, what the fuck yes, is he D- called? Davis Does he snap into it? He snaps into the car with the Slim Jim because he uses it uh, to get into the car and and uh, unlock it. Mm. Um, oh, he yeah. Drops his, he drops his bag of... Uh, of to- uh, thief tools, tools yeah. I guess. Yeah. Thief tools. It's an item in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> yeah, and Bulk and Skull run over in a good bit of physical comedy. They just do like a silly walk from fucking from fucking um Monty uh, Flying Circus for some well, I, reason. I like how like Skull like he hands them the bag and like the 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 obvious carjack tool like so like kind of like stiffly and it's pretty funny to look at i mean this is mm. this is a cartoon routine and they are acting like cartoons yeah it's they good. literally <laughs> hand it to him and they're like you dropped this and then they help him pull out because he's in kind of a tight parking spot and it's pretty great no but what's better is literally seconds as the car is leaving the frame <laughs> Kimberly Kimberly, comes running in. Kimberly hops out and she's like, my car's been stolen. It's that guy. And Bulk and Skull are like, 
oh, um, yeah, let's help you. Like, they never at any point in this episode admit that it was that they got her car stolen. Not once. Of course they don't. Uh, But yeah, like, I I, I wondered when I first watched this, why doesn't Kim just, like, morph and then chase the car? But I guess she can't morph right now, is the thing. Balkan Skull are already there, so, like... Yeah, but, like, they're useless, and she knows that. (laughs) Well, I mean, she didn't just morph in front of them when they were all stuck in that plane. No, but she could have ran away and then morphed. Like, but can she morph at all right now? Is that the thing? Well, I don't, yeah, I I don't think she can use her Power Rangers power to get her stolen car back. That would be very self-serving and not... Well, he's a criminal, though. Like, he's she's still topping a bad, stopping a bad guy. That's not their job. They're not cops. (laughs) They're... Well, some of them are. Some Power Rangers are cops quite explicitly. These Power Rangers, the ones bound by these rules, are not. Now, now yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Do the ninja powers count under those rules, though? Hmm. I don't know. Because she's not she's not going full Power Ranger at that point. Well, that's what I was going to say. Is- actually, hold on. Something just occurred to me. They're not getting their powers from Zordon anymore. They're explicitly getting their powers from Ninjor. That's true. They don't yeah, necessarily you're right. need to follow any rules anymore. Ninjor never yeah, gave them any rules. Yeah, Ninjor was just a- like, do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, also, that is a good point, though, Emily. Um, currently, uh, her powers are limited because, like, her coin's fucked up. Or, yeah. Wait, does she even have the coin? No, they have the coin. The Yeah, Zed the- has the coin. Zed has the coin. So she, she, can, she can siphon power from her friends to keep power rangering. Right. Like Tommy Dunn did for a while, but like, yeah, it's it's a limited thing. Yeah. So in any case, uh, what happens is Balkan Skull commandeer a taxi cab. Oh shit! You picked up Michael's word. That's a good word. Uh, yeah, and it's and not so, a word; it's a sentence. But I'm dumb, so don't worry. About it. <laughs> <laughs> so they literally like jump in front of a taxi cab, and I, now I don't know if taxis really looked like this in the nineties, mm-hmm. but. Oh. It looks like a cartoon taxi cab. It yeah, like, it looks like the cartoon taxi cab from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, it, which we watched recently. It's very good. I and also he's a terrible cab driver because he's a, he, he has so much space to slow down for bulk, and he doesn't yeah, like. He, was he, he was he checking his phone? Like it wasn't a thing yeah. in the nineties. So. <laughs> I think he was just playing chicken with him. Like ah, he'll move. Yeah. So they, they, they kick this dude out and take the car, and I guess Bulk can drive also, now. Cause also, wait, why did Bulk decide to stop this taxi by standing in front of it and holding his hand out instead of like just putting his thumb out like, hey, I need a taxi? Yeah, that is a fair point. So Kim gets in the back with because Bulk she's driving, a hero, which, and I, love which her. I would never fucking do ever. Yeah. I, I, think, I think we've actually explicitly seen Bulk drive a taxi before. Because remember, we, they, I, they borrowed, oh, they borrowed a taxi right. from his Bulk's aunt, and there was a joke aunt, about how, yeah. like, I'm glad she lent us her, her taxi cab. I wish she didn't make us run the meter while we were doing it, though. Yeah, I remember that. Bulk has, in fact, driven a taxi. Good why, memory, Mike. Why does this taxi driver have white gloves? Are they trying to really make him look like an old cabbie? Like- <laughs> no, it's weird. So, anyway, they take off after uh, after this, this dude, and... Um, Man, that dude this- gets a really good, disgusted hat toss at the end yes, of the scene. He, do, he does get a good hat toss. Uh, at this point, we cut up to the moon, and um, they're like, okay, uh, or, or I'm sorry, we're looking at Zed looking at Rita on Earth with 
cat still. Yeah. Um, and Rita's like, okay, I'm on my way back, and then we'll make the monster do the thing. So what do you think the effect is when he calls Rita on Zettelvision like that? Like, does she see, like, his, like... The laser from his visor. Well, she's not just... looking at. She's not looking at the visor. She's not looking yeah. towards the camera. So she just probably... that's a good is his question. voice like booming, or is she just hear it in his head? In her head, like it's telepathic. Like I think it's out? like I think it's like a Bluetooth. They're wearing Bluetooth headsets. You just don't. You can't see them. <laughs> where, so would, the... where would Zed clip it? Um, inside of his helmet. It's just part of his helmet. Ugh, I, guess. I don't like it. <laughs> so okay mm-hmm. well they i mean like they don't literally have bluetooth but they probably have some magic bluetooth shit <laughs> seeing stones or whatever the fuck so okay at this point um cat or Rita, what does she say that starts the weird She's flashback just says you're such an evil girl he, i mean she repeats it three times and it's like it's not like he echoed it in like the the sound she just repeats it just well, like no okay. evil Emily, girl. that's called that's reinforcement it's an important part of conditioning okay that's i true. noticed this too because she there's no echo effect on it i get i think the idea Eric is put that, it in like so they can <laughs> hear it good words you're such an evil girl <laughs> Evil girl. Evil girl. I've got to concentrate. Hello? 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 Echo. 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 Pinch hitting for Pedro Bourbon. Manny Mota. Mota. They want it to be an echo effect, but instead of just playing the clip over and over, they just had Barbara Goodson say it four it's times. Just saying it. Oh, so like it's, she's it's Homer hiding in the hiding in the car, going, uh, you know, family, 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 or whatever yes, it was he was yes, saying. Like that is literally what's happening. And the best part is, then we cut to this hilarious flashback honestly of yeah. uh baby cat or not and you baby, know it's australia because there's an australian flag in the god shot. <laughs> like, that's such a fucking like well yeah we have those we have flags in all of our classrooms i bet you everyone does that <laughs> a, so, a full-size one on a pole in front of the teacher's yeah, that's desk crazy <laughs> that's not a thing we had little american flags also there's like a bulletin board behind them with like kangaroos and shit on it like, i don't i don't remember that happening in my school we had canadian flags that's interesting i wish there was a big thing that just said we are in australia on the, on the bulletin board. <laughs> um because basically so the, the teacher is like the teacher is like, Catherine, you're 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 so okay, great. Okay, actually, helped. Zach, there is. There's just a on that bulletin board, like right behind the teacher when it opens up, is just a map of Australia. This is Australia in big letters. Good, excellent. Uh, the teacher is like, Catherine, you've won the Good Samaritan of the Month award for helping needy families. And there is a shot of this little kid playing Catherine that is the most self. Self satisfied child I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, those other kids are absolutely clapping sarcastically and will like be beating her up on the playground later. There is no way Kat was not. What's her? She's like, I am the best. You're right. Good point. Hold on. What I what I love about this, what I absolutely love about this is to try and help like 
reinforce that this is supposed to be like a memory to try and make it dreamlike. Everyone talks a little slowly, talks Dutch a little angles. weird. The the camera's like doing Dutch angles, it's sliding left and right. And but the unintentional side effect is this scene feels really, really sinister. Yeah. Like it's like she's getting yeah. this award in like this weird fucking Stepford Wives kind yeah, of shit. Like, it's all like you need the- is some like weird wobbly effects on the background music, and this becomes creepy quickly. I think it's supposed You've to be. You've done a your part for the now. Australian overmind, Catherine. <laughs> Have it- your ribbon of significance. <laughs> I think it's I think it's supposed to be a little bit creepy, but not for the things that you're saying. Like more because like she's having this memory about when she wasn't mind controlled. And, right. like, they're trying to make it seem a little unsettling. Because it is unsettling that she, like, used to be this not normal girl because she's a, won a good Samaritan award while in elementary school. But, yeah. More normal. <laughs> I wonder if this is the same actress they get to play Cat later when they de-age it everybody. Is. It actually oh, that's is. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. actually. So, so also, <laughs> um, there is, I want to say, because then the... The teacher goes, you're such a good girl. And they do the same thing where they just have that actress say, good girl, good girl, good girl. And it's just really silly. We are so proud of you, Catherine. You're such a good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Good girl. Run home, Jack. Run home, Jack. Run home, Jack. Uh, we cut back to the reality um, back and to reality. Snap back yep. to reality. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, there goes gravity, and then there goes Rita because she's like, "No, I am a good girl," and Rita's like, <laughs> she's "Actually, like, I'm a good girl. I'm not evil. I'm good." Yeah. And, and Rita I'm a goes, good "Girl, like, oh my god, it's so much." Rita's like, "No, <laughs> you're evil and a cat." Zap. No. Yes. Now you listen to me, Miss Kitty Cat. You're evil as long as I want you to be. And yeah, she's got like a one tear in her eye, and she like, yeah, as she as she strikes her with the mind control stuff, she kind of like puts her head back, like she's like feeling something, and then goes forward, and like, God. This, when did Power Rangers get so horny? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some mind control porn, and it's basically this level of production yeah, quality. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. This, is not, this is not um, too far removed from actual porn. Like, it's, it's corruption and pet play and mind control, and it's just so much. And I'm like, what the hell, Power Rangers, what happened to you? It, it is funny because they, like... They really hadn't had that much of, like, unintentional horniness in this show. And then they were like, how about all at once? What if we just... So, here's, here's kind of an unintentional side effect of this conversation we're having right now. The very first thing they cut away to after this scene is Rocky crawling around on the floor. Yeah, I know, right? God got, damn it, I didn't think about cut, that. You immediately cut to Rocky on all fours. Uh, and he's like, saying, here, kitty, here, kitty. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah. could you um imagine being one of the customers who's like eating their food and some asshole just starts like Ugh. crawling next to you saying, Yeah, kitty kitty, you'd be like, What the fuck? <laughs> so um so I guess um Aisha what is I'm sorry, what is Aisha's actress's name again? Someone help me. Karen Ashley. Uh, Karen Ann Ashley. Karen Ashley was like not available because she's not in this episode unsuited. Um, uh, and it might, uh, oh, no, she has a one scene, yeah, but it might be a she, re, redone. It might be like reused footage. I'm not. Yeah, sure. I don't know, but but the only reason I mentioned that is because 
Um, they can't find her, and Ernie's like, well, I'm going to have to call um, Aisha at the shelter. Yeah, they do a point uh, of establishing why she's not in the scene, which is unnecessary. Because right, she still works there, and then they're like, I mean, oh, le- wait. it's at least some kind of nod to continuity. Like, it's weird that yeah. they started doing that. Well, I mean, no, it's not weird that they started doing that, because that's a thing shows are supposed to do. Yeah, it's weird that they didn't do it before. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, PC shows up, and Tommy's like, oh, there you are, and they grab her, and they stop trying to call uh, Aisha. Yeah, so uh, at this point, we then cut to uh, the cab, and... I do want to say, like, this shot of, after, after Ernie walks away, it's Billy... Tommy, uh, Rocky, and Adam just kind of, just kind of facing the camera and trying to stand casually in their '90s fashion. This looks like something out of a catalog, like maybe a poster for a boy band that never was. It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so we cut to the cab. Uh, they've lost the dude, um, which is kind of all that happens in this. Then we cut up to the now. Okay, we cut up to the moon, and. I'm not saying that like this is a I, I want to say a little bit about about the cab scene. I do need to say one thing about this cab scene. Both yeah, and Skull are bickering, and Kimberly's like, "Guys, stop arguing. It's not helping us actually solve this problem, which is my car is stolen." And Bulk turns turns around and says, "Kimberly, don't make me pull this thing over." While they are already pulled mm. over. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I just, I, what I love about this scene is just like, I love Kimberly being like a normal girl because she can't like do any Power Ranger stuff. So she's just like, come on, guys, I need to get my car back. Like, what the hell? That's and all, that's and she's, she's like, she's like, she's really acting well too. Like she, she has a part where she looks like super worried. She's biting her lower lip. And it's, I, I love Amy Jo Johnson. She's she, back. She, she's been kind of phoning in for a little bit, but she, she's, trying in this episode and she's like, I think she's, she's almost out she's like I better fucking go with a bang for <laughs> sure so we cut up to the moon and like okay I know that they repurpose stuff I don't remember where I don't know if this what prop has been used this before thing? I don't know but it's actually what I, the reason I'm bringing it up is they have this prop that Finster says is the vehicular transformation apparatus it basically looks like a crazy complicated uh, super soaker like, or a Nerf gun of some kind. Um, Maybe and, a paintball gun? And I don't... Zed's power is literally turn inanimate object to monster. Right. So why did they bother well, with making okay, this Okay, well, here, here's, here's my explanation for it. Zed was specifically upset. We kind of skipped over this, but Zed was upset about the... Um, about Kim and Balkan Skull being inside that cab. Because it was screwing up, screwing up the plan or something. Maybe his powers can't work if there's people inside it. <laughs> I mean, well, he wanted, he, he wanted at least Kim to be inside it, though. Didn't didn't Zed's staff get broken last episode? Does he have it now? Is oh, it still broken? Qu- that's a good point. Well, no, I think he uses it later, doesn't he? I don't to know. make the monster grow. I think it, does, he, it, it doesn't really get broken. It just it gets like depowered for a bit because it turns into a snake. And he's like, yeah, "Well, he this does. spell lasts for an hour, and I can't like undo this spell, so I guess I'll just wait." <laughs> kind of thing. Well, yeah, I he needs his staff of... to undo the spell. Real uh, catch twenty two there. 
Yeah, yeah. So like, he, he, I don't think it's broken, but like, I, I think they just keep they keep coming up with new reasons that the monsters are. And I like I appreciate that creativity where it's not just like one thing all the time. I do too. It's just weird. What I, also, what I appreciate is, and I believe this is the actual reason why they do it this way. You get to see a giant monster man, like, full of glee, dancing around fire a giant, ridiculous sci-fi cartoon bazooka. Yeah, it looks super mm. funny. Yes, I like yeah. that part. Um, so he shoots this laser at the taxi cab. Yes, that's and so it turns, excited to get this thing. Yeah, and it turns into... I mean, the f- it, it basically okay, turns I'm excited. into... A- a cartoon taxi. Like, I, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited because this is the first monster we've got to that I've seen in Cocker Ranger. Yeah, I, I checked. Actually, this is like the third episode of Cocker Ranger. It's really yeah, yeah. it's an early episode. Yeah, so. and it, it's it's pretty good. And like it, his whole deal in the original was that he was a yokai who drove cabs, and people would be like really rude to him. So eventually, he got really pissed off and started to like rampage as this cab monster and there's not much (laughs) more to it than that (laughs) it's a pretty like it literally looks like a cartoon taxi that they just made a model of i mean you know they they made this monster to you know defeat kimberly i bet tommy thinks it's a real death cab for his cutie I wanted to make a joke about that but i couldn't think of it fantasy going (laughs) i loved how you were upset about that joke. <laughs> like, it, it was very, you were like, I have this, and I'm gonna say it, but... <sighs> <laughs> so, okay, uh, they make this cartoon monster. We get a shot We can't of ignore the monster's name. Krabby Cabby? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty good. Oh, and uh, <laughs> gee, I wonder how he talks. Is it maybe in a New York accent? Weird. Yeah, that, it's so never good. Seen, I love it. Hey, I'm driving here. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm a walking. I'm a monster who has wheels for legs. Is it walking or driving? Oh, <laughs> yeah. To, to be clear, the real the, existential dilemma. The, <laughs> it is actually kind of cool because I think Scapelli. it's like a. I think it's literally like a modified go kart. Yeah. Like it's not a person in a suit like the normal. It, it did that. Is. It did that in, in the in the Khaki Rangers show too. It would drive around in its monster form, and then it got yeah, really big. It's, it's kind of neat. I I think that's a cool touch. Um. So yeah, they make this monster. Um. They cut to. Uh, Kimberly <laughs> Bulk and Skull are trapped in some kind of weird inside the monster dimension. Yeah, it, it's just like weirdly lit. Basically, there's you can't really tell what's going on there, other than they're trapped. Well, so they, so I mean, it's doing the, they're doing weird stuff with the screen where it's like stretching and like they're in a tilting and inside this thing, yeah. right? Well, and they and they're acting like that's physically happening to them, like they're getting stretched and yeah, like, jostled around and whatnot. Yeah, they're like, whoa, what's happening? Yeah. Um, so at this point we cut to the command center. Um, they are, uh, Alpha sees that there is a Krabby Cabby. And he's charging he's... double the going fair. Yeah, what the fuck, Alpha? I love that Come on. I, so I do much. like the fact, I do like the fact that him saying that he made egg Krabby Cabby kind of backs yeah. up our whole idea of there being like a book of monsters that they're building this shit from. Yeah. Now, can I say something? Uh, which is that Zordon's no. like, you need to check to make sure that there's uh, no human, or I think there may be humans inside. And Alpha says, 
I hope you're wrong, but you never are. I, you alpha. I screamed at my computer as I was watching that. He's wrong all the goddamn time. He's almost never right, actually. Well, you um, see, um, Zordon programmed Alpha to never be able to say he's wrong. Yeah. He programmed Alpha as a beta, right, guys? Right? Because. All right. Uh, I'm just going to. No, that's yeah, mine. Just, you had yeah, one. I mean, Fuck you. I mean, Luke. That no. was really bad, though. Zach, that that was, was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> You're just, uh, you know. Okay, so yeah, anyway. We're all having fun here, and you just have to, like, yeah. ruin if it. If y'all just ditch yeah. me, like, if y'all ditch, I can, like, end this episode in, a norm, <laughs> in like, a reasonable time, so I don't I mean, give I talked, a shit. I talked about the corruption scene, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I'm learning um, all about Kefka right now, so whatever. Right, good. He's a weird clown man. Uh, so oh, I'm, don't worry. The... He's just a general. He's not going to be that important in the long run. Okay. So we cut to the uh, uh, the Jim and Juice bar. They get a call from Zordon. They're like, Kimberly's in danger. Okay, great. Uh, we cut up to the And we see someone moon. working behind them. I just noticed there's a bus boy. What the fuck? Yeah, I guess Ernie hired some people. Um, <laughs> Finally. Zed and Rita briefly talk about their plan, and then we cut to the command center, uh, and everyone is like, okay, well, how do we get them out when, you know, we can't kill the monster when they're in there? Um, Billy says, well, let's use the molecular scrambler, uh, and Alpha says, well, with three people, the molecules are hard to control. I choose to extrapolate this as, and if we fuck it up, we will have... Oh, no, they say that. They literally say they that. They literally say they'll get, like, flied. Well, they say they'll get, they'll get a Kimber bulk, and I want to draw that now? I need to I, draw their fusion. The, yeah. fact <laughs> that, the fact that the show... I mean, obviously they don't mean it as horrifying as that is, but, like, even sort of says, yeah, oh, yeah, you could end up with, like, a horrific flesh monster. Like, basically... Which, you know what, I object to that whole concept, because, like, if you're talking about the molecules of a person... They're all the same? It doesn't matter? I'm saying that that's already so many things that, like, tripling it isn't even increasing it by an order of magnitude. Like, if you can deal with, like, 100 billion molecules, you can deal with... 300 billion you know yeah no you know yeah that's a good point like a three they should have done they should have at least done a star trek level of techno babble for this talking about like pattern buffers or some bullshit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. sure fair enough um so at this point uh they're they're like yeah so so i need to what, what does he say like i need to figure out God, there's some techno bullshit. Basically, Alpha has to figure out exactly how to do it so that they won't screw it up. Um, but first, new toys! Woo. Hooray! We just got new Zords, but why won't we get some new toys anyway? What's interesting about these things is that they have the shark cycles in the Kaku Ranger, right? But they don't, mm. they, like, they have it so that, like, um, the it, it's, it's similar to Zhu Ranger, which I don't know if you ever got those motorcycles in Power Rangers that they had, but, like... No, they we, ha- there were definitely motorcycles in, in, in Zhu Ranger that, like... Okay, so I remember the, the those motorcycles showing they up in a up background like shot in a fight yeah. scene once. 
but like never actually properly introduced. I think they drove him to the Putty Bowl restaurant, didn't they? Yeah, I think they used them literally once, and it was hey, never introduced. Remember how there's a putty restaurant? Yeah, I will never I know. forget I, about the restaurant run by the putties. I honestly think about I, it. I, I need to go watch that episode because I never. I don't actually Luke, remember I, that. As a matter of fact, I have the like rough draft of a um, cover of Alice's restaurant rewritten to be about the Putty Bowl restaurant <laughs> that I've never <laughs> been able to finish. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh my god, you're amazing. Uh, okay, so I was Ranger Red. As I was gonna say was that um, the in Ranger in the in Ranger they have like only three motorcycles and two sidecars. So oh. like like the like the Black Ranger is in a is like I'm not sure which ones are which, but let's just say for sake of the the Black Ranger is in a in a bike and the the Yellow Ranger is in the sidecar next to him kind of thing. Like, okay. uh, but they don't all have bikes. But here they have every color is a bike. So, so they, they made new made, bikes, made extra ones. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 in the I'm cutting ahead a little bit, but in the um and credits uh extra scene we get there's a pink motorcycle. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's I saw interesting. That. That, and so, then there's, there's no Pink Ranger and Kaka Ranger, as we know. Right. So you mentioned you mentioned three motorcycles with two sidecars, and now I'm just imagining like the Kaka Rangers uh, recreating the intro to Metalocalypse. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. And, and and I did mention before their their team finisher, like the ground team finisher, is launching the Red Rangers motorcycle at the enemy, which is really good. That's nice. Good. So yeah, they say they say you'll, you'll need these because you have to surround the monster in order to use the molecular whatever, um, and then they get their shark cycles, which look like sharks. They're cool. I like how these motorcycles cycles look. I like them. And 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 they uh, Zorna mentions that they were created out of the fossilized fin of a prehistoric shark. And I'm yeah, like, which is fucking, fucking cool. badass. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Except that that doesn't work. At all, I mean, because I mean, fins are made of cartilage, and you can't. It doesn't. That's doesn't, not how it, it works. It doesn't yeah, fossilize. It wouldn't fossilize. You're right. <laughs> oh, that sucks. But it's, it's suck it. Shut up. Shut the a, fuck up. Eat a butt. Yeah. yeah. I, okay. I figured. <laughs> also, also, like Zach, if you want to be realistic about this, how would you build those plastic motor like? Plastic and metal motorcycles out of a fossilized shark. Yeah, in the first I, don't place. Like, I don't know. Space. Clearly, magic. he's using Zord technology here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because like, he made he made the the dinosaurs similarly. I imagine. No, didn't <laughs> yeah. they find the dinosaurs? Yes, they did. They found them. All um, right. So, well, so some, at this whoever, point, whoever made them made them that way. <laughs> so at this point, uh, they take off. Uh, they are headed towards the the crabby crabby. I keep almost saying crabby patty, which <laughs> right. like. I, obviously, but yeah, I like how um, this is supposed to be a high speed chase, but they're not actually going that fast. Well, well, it's I mean, it's dangerous. I mean, it's, to, it's safety. Like, I know. I yeah. get it. It's just like as a kid, I would have been like, "Wow, this is so cool!" Now this I'm like, is yeah, a very really underwhelming slow. chase. They're definitely going like twenty miles an hour, maybe. Like it's not very fast. We do get another shot of inside the cab, which isn't doesn't really do anything, but there's a nice little bit of uh, like visual you know, gag or whatever of uh, Bulk was holding the steering wheel and he um, discovers it's not actually attached to anything and passes it off to Skull, who then hands it back to Kimberly. Yeah. Oh, we got a new song! It's so good! I wouldn't really mind they're going so slow, except for the fact that literally Tommy says... Uh, like, he tell, tries to tell the monster to pull over, it won't, and then he says, Okay, guys, 
full throttle, and then they rev their engines, and they're going like I don't know, twenty five. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's just like <laughs> yeah, it's just very silly. Yeah, but and yeah, again, totally. it's, it's playing this epic music with a like, ride. The machine. That's one of that's actually one of my favorite Ron Wasserman's. I, like I really like this one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I do have to say the fact that like they should have sped up this footage or something because it really does look like go kart a go kart chase or something. And because it is, that's because it is that. Thing As a kid, I would not. I did not notice at all. I was like, oh, they're on cool bikes, whatever. So <laughs> the monster, the monster releases a smoke screen. Um, and Tommy points out specifically that it, uh, it's pollution. There's a couple, like, really quick lesson-type sentences in this one. They also earlier say when they get their bikes, Zordon says something like, you must always be alert and cautious while riding these. And I'm like, they're magical motorcycles, dude. Like, relax. It's okay. You don't need to give us the... The, the Krabby Cabby is a pretty good design overall, but I have one complaint, and that's that they b- made the arms just kind of hang listlessly to the s- to the sides of him. I do feel he looks less like a cab driver and more like a person in a taxi themed wheelchair. Yes, yeah. no, he, I, yes. no he's, he's he's a taxi monster. Like he's right, he's he is a taxi. He's just a taxi with a face and arms. Yeah. Right. Just, it has like a high back to it that makes it look more like like I said like a wheelchair than like a little car. Right. Yeah. Well, my my complaint is that the arms just laying like dangling to the side while he's driving looks kind of weird and non-dynamic. They should have at least put something like a wire in them so they could put bring him up so it looks like he's like holding on to something. So there are actually shots where there's somebody in there and the arms are like moving around, but not when it's driving at full speed, obviously. So like they just hang there and then sometimes they move around. It's it's kind of goofy looking. Yeah, it's it's. I, I guess they just go they just go numb sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's from the pure speed. Do you want him to do the ninja run? Like put his arms behind yes, him. Yes, I, like lo- I would. Lo- well, I mean, I if they would have propped it up and had it look like he was holding some sort of like levers or a steering wheel or something, it would have made more sense. Um, well, so, wasn't uh, his steering wheel for it? He, he is the car. <laughs> so, okay. so after, um, after he, you know, uh, hold hits on. Them. Why did the why did the alive cartoon taxi from Roger Rabbit have a steering wheel? I because uh, hate- it was in the mind control. Yeah, yeah, because well, no, it explicitly didn't seem to be into that, unless it's like you know special occasions with special drivers. So, right. the, <laughs> so the law states that even if the vehicle is autonomous, you do need to have some sort of manual steering available in case in case of something going wrong and you need to take over. <laughs> I hate that. That's well. Accurate. Plus, he he's he's a cartoon character that someone created. He's not like. A, a biological being has that to is true. Emily, I thought you were saying, oh, also it's all made up bullshit, you guys. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in fiction, in he's fiction, a made, it's up made up bullshit. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm saying, like, <laughs> some of this. I thought Emily was literally okay, going, okay, right, okay, I think that has to be here. the title of this episode. In thought, fiction, thought, it's made up bullshit. For a second there, I thought Emily was going to, like, break through the, fu- like, the fundamental fabric of this podcast and be like, guys, it's all <laughs> Just stupid. <laughs> it's fiction. It's for children. What are we doing? No, no, I was not doing that because I love that bullshit. Yeah, it's great. So uh, after the the smoke uh, screen, okay, you call it a smoke screen, but it was clearly an explosion. 
It was lasers. Well, it yeah. makes smoke. But then the monster goes like, all right, eat my dust, dust power putt And he's suddenly in a quarry. Yeah, which <laughs> is goofy. Well, it's because they're using Sentai footage now for when he grows. Yeah. So they make the monster grow. I'm just picturing Luke walking walking onto the scene dressed like Rod Sur- Rod Serling, going, <laughs> you, know, you know, introducing this cab that took a turn into the morphing grid. Yes, <laughs> uh, you just described my dream job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, they 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 say they have to still stall for time because like Alpha's not ready. Um, so they make the uh, they get the Zords. And the Zords have a f- special move in this fight. Um, What's wrong with that? Yeah. That I find it fairly difficult to describe, I guess. Oh, well, first they manage, uh, Alpha manages to get the uh, Kimberly and Balkan Skull out, which is, which is good. They pop out of a tailpipe or something. Is There's weird. a forced perspective shot. They do pop shot. out of a tailpipe, which is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, where they pop out of the tailpipe, which is I mean, is let's not beat good. around the bush. The monster shits them out. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, the exhaust pipe. I also do like how, how, like, as soon as they start fighting, I think, like, Rocky gets wrecked immediately. <laughs> yeah. Like, like and then he shows up, and then, like, he's like, yo, buddy, slashes him, and then the red sword just falls over, like, dead. Like, he's fucking ruined. At the yeah. risk of being <laughs> called out, do feel like the monster grew while they were inside. They should also be giant. I also like saw that happen. I'm like, okay, what are the options here? Right. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's There's a no fair reason point. that the de- the the like you know whatever teleportation technology would also shrink them to normal. I will ex- I'll explain it to you. Okay. Um, when that while they're inside the pocket dimension, they're like action figure sized. So you're saying that if they had done they- it before the monster grew, they'd end up tiny. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. Because they come out of his tailpipe. Well, okay, have, like, so that is true. So, and also the fact that the way that monster is shaped, like three people could not fit the way they were positioned. Oh yeah, they, in that they would shot. have to be shrunk. Yeah. 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 So uh, mm-hmm. the superpower that the Zords have in this fight is they make a uh, fun uh, cheerleader stack. Yeah, they a make cheerleader a cheerleader pyramid, pyramid and then it is. And- rotate into them and they, <laughs> like, and they spin in a circle and make a tornado I, I, I also want to mention that I like how Kimberly's like you guys got this or something like that like it's cute yeah and uh, they should shoot a tornado out of them and it murders the monster Ranger Wiki says uh, helpfully oh, notes skull waves at them too it's cute <laughs> Yeah. Ra- Ranger Wiki helpfully notes they never use this particular power again. That's probably They never fine. use it in... It, I don't remember that in Kakaranger. I mean, it must have happened, <laughs> but they never use it again. That's they probably just, they okay. Just, they just form the Shogun Mega Zord and slash things. Yeah, so yeah. can I say, this is my first introduction to these these new Zords, and I'm not super impressed so far. I didn't even get to see a Megazord. Yeah, the... I, I don't think, like them very much, I think we've honest. mentioned this, or we've talked about this. I don't know what your feelings are, Joel. I... I like the Shogun Megazord fine. Yeah, the actual yeah. Megazord is cool. But I like the individual Zords of the Ninja one way more. So, yeah. like, yeah. So here's my thing. I really like the, the Frog Zord. I don't really care about the other that, Ninja right, Zords. That's, okay. that's kind of fair, yeah. So that is true. I mean, at least, 
the the thing with the ninja like the animal ones is they're all at least different. These are right. five interchangeable yeah. douchebags. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I don't I don't like it when they're all just people. Like I want I like the animal things. Right. Better. Yeah. Exactly. Like, this is like if they took the ape Zord and just made five of them. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I hear what you're saying and I, I I sort of agree, but I do. There's something that I like about the like, they just have Gundams now. Yeah, that, I mean, I, I, so I'll say this, as a kid, I actually had forgotten about this. I loved the people-shaped Zords as a kid, because so, they were different. So here's they the thing, done Luke, that before. if they looked anything like Gundams, I'd be, I'd be down with it, but there's, the actual design, I think, of the robot that they made five of just isn't very exciting to me. I don't know, I like how, I, I, I talked about this last week, I like how, like, big and blocky all the Shogun stuff is. Yeah, I like that. Well, supposed, they're supposed to be houses or whatever, but like, I don't know. I just, I, 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 individual Zords that are human shaped are fine, but I don't like individual human shaped things becoming like a, a combined uh, <laughs> robot. It's yeah, just not. Human, human things combining is bad and should not be done. I agree. <laughs> That's not what I mean. I mean, like, it's just, it's just more interesting when, like, oh, my. My leg is a triceratops. I see the appeal of both because, I mean, listen, I I like robots combining into bigger robots. I mean, I, I do like the Transformers that do that, which are yeah. kind of that. But, like, I don't know. They also are vehicles. Like, I don't know. It's interesting. But sure. this is just kind of... I don't like the Shogun's very much. And I'm kind of disappointed that they they end up being the upgrade. Because I, I, I miss the Ninja Megazord. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So, um, at this point, they, they kill the monster. Uh, Zed is upset, which is fine. Now, Bulk and Skull wander, like, half drunk on their way back to the, uh, the, uh, Jim and Juice bar and happened to see the, the thief, the car thief. What is he doing to the car? Did it, like, because he's got the hood open and he's working on it. it did, did it I think break he down? fucked it up. Or maybe he's trying to rip parts out to sell. For, but it, 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 Usually you, you do that at a garage. Yeah, because um, they drive it after this. I just can't figure out what the hell he's doing. Maybe it broke down. He's trying to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he so, just finished fixing it and they arrest him. Yeah. I like how Skull's like, that guy's got a car like Kimberly's, which he apparently recognizes even though he did it before. Yes. <laughs> also, I... I now, I will say that I didn't super remember what the guy looked like from the first scene, and given how bad Bulk and Skull are at everything, I was pretty sure that it was going to end up being the, the wrong like, guy. Right, that would have been a really good capper to this. Yeah, but no, in fact... I'm glad uh, that they actually successfully do something. It's yeah, good. that's the thing. Bulk and Skull arrest a dude who did a crime. That like, is it's, true. It's their fault. <laughs> but well, it's well, not their fault that he did the it's crime. It's just their fault they didn't catch him earlier, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, yeah. And, and 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 like, I also I, like, are they intimidating? Because this guy doesn't try to fight back at all. He's like, oh shit, they're gonna kill yeah, me. This guy could have <laughs> kicked both of their asses pretty I don't easily. Know, bulk is, bulk's done a lot of you know, like, like bulk bench would have presses. tried to do a karate move on him and fell over. Yeah, I don't probably. Know. <laughs> yeah, he, he, I think like Bulk could be a good fighter if he didn't try to fight like people he's not. But yeah. Right. Um. So at this point, they they I mean they arrest him. They arrest a dude, and they call Lieutenant Stone to tell them that Angel Grove's finest has arrested someone. And they're like, and, "Who are you?" <laughs> and he does not know who they are, which is pretty good. Definitely seems like they shouldn't have uh, arresting uh, 
like abilities. No, like again, the this solidifies that this shit is ridiculous. Like the, these are still high school students. They should not be able to arrest anyone. Maybe they that can arrest people. Just, they're just doing well, it. I mean, the mm. the joke the joke is that like when Skull introduces himself as Angel Grove's finest, the town sounds like what? Right. Yeah. You know, and then he's he's like, it's Skullovich. We got the dude. It's like, yeah. oh. So, um, well, wait, he says a skull of it, you got to do him, and he's like, what? And he's like, skull o bitch. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. it cages. Walkie-talkie humor. So we cut back to the, um, no, I think the joke is that he doesn't know who they are. Like, that he's, There's that... no way! These, they've been making his life a living hell! They took yeah, a but... nap together. Rocky <laughs> has a bandage on his elbow. He does! Okay. I want, maybe, maybe, it. maybe when his robot fell down, he skinned his elbow. No, oh, poor Rocky. <laughs> so, so yeah, we cut back to the gym and Wait, juice that, bar. That introduces a terrifying possibility uh, about the the Shogun Zords. If the Zords get hurt, do the Rangers get hurt too? Oh shit! Yeah, maybe that's why that's why they were abandoned. Maybe that's why they fell out of favor. They're extremely powerful. Don't forget, in Kaku Ranger, they don't get into the Zords. They become those Zords. They are they are the Zords. Yeah, yeah. So at this point, um, we cut to the gym and juice bar. Uh, they're all like, "Oh, we're sorry you missed your appointment with Coach Schmidt," and she's like, "Eh, it's okay." Um, I think I can catch him during the tryouts. God, Kimberly's adorable, because I'm, I'm at the scene where she gets very happy in a second year. Yeah, so they're like, uh, you know, uh, sorry about that. And then Bulk and Skull show up with her car, and she is so happy. And they confirm their true nature as tunes because they honk, shave, and a haircut. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh so that Skull is like, I believe this is yours, and Kimberly and hugs Skull, uh, hugs Bulk, but then like Skull's like, yeah, and she's like, no, and walks away. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I love her. Now, now the next thing that happens is that the producers were very scared you would forget that Cat existed because that should just be the end, but instead PC is just there. And everyone, like, it's such a weird change. They're like, oh, my God, thank you so much for getting me the car. Also, wouldn't it be great to be a cat, everybody? Life would be <laughs> so if simple. If you see a like, cat, it's, it's just natural law that you have to stop and acknowledge the existence of the cat. Everybody <laughs> wants to be a cat. <laughs> That's true. Not yeah, because the cat is, after all, the only cat who knows where it's at. Yes, sure. Um, I hate this. I was uh, going to say not me because I'm a dog. Yep, there you go. So, yeah, they, they they say, like, oh, it'd be great to be a cat. Uh, PC's eyes glow pink, and that is the end of the episode. And we just get a quick scene of, like, all the bikes driving around. But with the pink cool. Including bike, the pink one that was not yeah. in the episode. Yeah, it's neat. Uh, so that's it um, for the episode. Now, uh, if you have a question... Uh, that you would like us to answer, you can send it to us at Teens with Tude on Gmail. We can, you can send it to us at Teens with Tude on Twitter, or you can find our Facebook group, Teenagers with Attitude. I have a question. Um, yes. Well, I moved over to playing Mario World. And like, why are there just like keyholes floating in space in Mario's like? <sighs> why did you move? Dinosaur through? Island is kind of a six. weird. It's kind of a weird place if you think well, about it. Well, Emily, I, what I realized is that Final Fantasy had a lot of reading, and it was hard to pay attention to the podcast and play it at the same time. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, listen, if we're if we're going to get into the logical inconsistencies and 
about uh, about like uh, about the Super Mario universe, like we're we're gonna be here a fucking while. Yeah, well, I just want to talk about this one issue uh, with the keyholes in the void. What's the problem? I just I don't understand how they like what what. I well, mean, Luke, you've played it, Kingdom Hearts, right? I mean, yeah. not. Mm, I'm 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 weighing how to answer that. They're dimensional keyholes, like whatever. It's magic. It's cool. So Yoshi's yeah. just live in places that are kind of fucked up because there's some weird weird ass shit going on with the world in the Yoshi Island games too. Well, well but wait, what about Yoster Island in Mario RPG? That place seems normal. Yeah, Yoster? but that's why it's different. That's a that's a that's an island in a normal Mario like place that the Yoshi's just emigrated to. They haven't fucked it up yet. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying okay. is the presence of Yoshi's over a long period of time on a an environment. I'm just, causes I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go to the bathroom. I'm just, yeah, like, I'm just well, gonna go to the bathroom. Well, actually, what it, maybe Yoshi's are a product of their environment, not the other way around. So right. Yoshi's are such fucked up creatures because they grew up in such a fucked up world. Have I ever talked about my Yoshi theory on this show? No, I don't think so. Please enlighten us. Indulge well, but, us. Yeah. Well, people always talk about like how, you know, I mean. Yoshi eggs work, and I feel like, cause he, what happens when you're Yoshi? You eat a bad guy, and then you push down, and an egg squats out, and it's mm-hmm. like then you can throw that egg, and it's like, oh god, Yoshi's killing his children. But like, if you look at the A to B to that, he ate someone, and then something popped out of him. Oh, I I, I always assumed those were the enemies, like shoved into eggs. Oh, I, they, I mean, like in in. In Smash Brothers, it's literally what it is. Well, sure, that, uh, but I mean, Smash Brothers, I think, represents a whole unique continuity where the Master Hand is just a child playing with toys. Um, well, yeah, but I, I think that it's accurate that Yoshi. It makes sense that Yoshi, like the, the eggs, are the are the enemies. Well, not see, that, that's not children. even where I was going with it because my theory is, you know, oh Yoshi's... my god, you guys haven't stopped this yet. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just left. Obviously, we are about to learn the theory. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Yoshi's like hatch out of eggs, right? Like we see that. Um, okay, hold on, hold on. Key yeah. point you need to bear in mind: the like introductory text for the first uh, thing where you see Yoshi says that Bowser specifically put them in those eggs. They were magic. Sure, sure, sure but we've seen eggs. like Yoshi's story where they have. There's like a nest of Yoshi eggs that okay, they hatch sure. out of. That is like that's why they grow up super fast in Mario World because it's just a curse. But like they clearly hatch from those eggs, so. I think that Yoshis have evolved a defense mechanism against predators to keep them from eating their eggs, that when they uh, have to, like, expel waste, they produce eggshells around their own fecal material so that (sighs) predators can't tell the difference between Yoshi shit and Yoshi eggs, so it just tastes bad. And then Yoshis evolve further to weaponize their eggshell crap uh, to, you know, fight with. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's, I, that's, I'm on board yeah. with this. This makes sense. Yeah, you know, I, I think you know, so. You know, I just don't like poo. <laughs> I don't, I don't either. A, <laughs> a listener sent us rules for a fucking Teenagers with Attitude RP, like pen and yeah, paper we'll, RPG we'll that he that. made. <laughs> and it's so cool, and I think our yeah. listeners are great, and you guys want to talk about Yoshi shit instead. Yeah, that's right, Yoshi shit. I'm so mad at you. But yeah, let's let's t- let's talk about this game though. Exactly. It's cool. instead, but I don't see how this is an either or 
scenario. Uh, okay, exactly. so I didn't know that was an option. That's incredibly cool, Zach. So, <laughs> so Tyler, Tyler, uh, I probably shouldn't do last name. Tyler sent us a. Um, uh, well, I'll just read it. Uh, uh, he had actually sent me an email about a year ago, and he mentioned. I think I read it, uh, read the email on the podcast. But he, he said he had been working on a tabletop game that uh, based on the Power Rangers universe, uh, but that he has put it on uh, on hold since Hyperforce got announced. However, I was recently inspired to make a simpler story-focused I mean, game. We can games. absolutely just say the dude's last name. He's got a website. Okay, fair enough. Tyler Robertson has At sent Tyler, us. Tyler.games, which is a fantastic URL. It's very good. Um, so in any case... Uh, he has sent me a story-driven, story-focused game uh, called Teenagers with Attitude, a storytelling game for three to six players to play for 30 minutes to an hour, and it you'll collaboratively tell the story of a brand new Power Rangers episode and have some laughs along the way. However, That's since so it's not neat. since it's not playtested, it could also end up being very bad, in which case you will create a perfectly accurate Power Rangers <laughs> episode. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I'm gonna put this on uh, I guess on the Facebook group and like we could link it on Twitter. We can link it in the show notes too. Yeah, sure. Um, and it is, uh, and I'm not gonna like literally read through the thing. Uh, but well, I will say it's not long. It is. It's like three pages. It's like three, three pages. Yeah, it's yeah. three pages, which honestly is incredibly appropriate. Uh, yes. Like that's exactly as robust as a system about our show should be. It, it uses um, a D six. It only uses a D six, um, and it yep. allows you. To, so the first thing you do is you pick a ranger color by rolling mm-hmm. a D six. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you select three hobbies from the following list. This is hobbies. a comprehensive list of hobbies in the Power Rangers universe. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I pay attention because karate, science, music, dancing, gymnastics, volunteering, inventing, karate, cheerleading, <laughs> baking, studying, karate, biking, <laughs> eating. So yes, you need to select three hobbies, and karate is on there three times. So you can which just pick very, karate, karate, karate. He's very yeah, important, specifically, so you can do that. Can you randomly generate them? Uh, th- this does not allow you to not. do that, like, but, you like, could. sure. I mean, have I mean to, this thing's on paper, but you could, like, put something together. Well, yeah. I was thinking, because, like, if you if it was a randomly generated thing, putting karate on there three times makes sense to me, because then it would be, like, it'd right. be a really common thing to get, because that, that one, makes Emily. sense. No, that, Emily, like, Emily, Emily, the joke is that you can make a character whose only hobby <laughs> is karate three times. <laughs> okay, fine. Yes. I just wanted to actually talk about gameplay, but if you wanted this, make a joke. Well, I mean, so, gameplay perspective, this is a D6 specific system, so you couldn't really make a table off right. of that. So, uh, basically, how you do how this is... How many of is, them are there? Uh, there's like 12, 15-ish. 12? Because so, if there's 12, you could just use two D6s. Oh my god, Emily. Um, <laughs> not really, because the, that wouldn't that would not be a one to 12. It, like that's not how it also, I, I, case, think, I think Zach shared uh, the, the rules with us before Emily joined the call. I don't think she can see them right now. Oh, that's fair. I, I, I will link them again at the end. So I'm um, sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just teasing. So, <laughs> so how, how the game works is uh, you first, you set up the episode. Um, everybody takes turns to roll one D six on a bunch of tables to describe like, the, the arc of the episode, basically, uh, mm-hmm. where the episode opens, how the monster's origin is relevant, 
uh, monster's goal, what is made into a monster, monster's special power, and story complication. Um, I'm going to read a couple of the ones that I like the, the most, such as the what is made into a monster table, uh, the options being closest object, farm animal, my worst fear, nearby food, homework, or common folklore, which I like very much. Also- My absolute favorite category is how the monster's origin is relevant. Yes, uh, one, someone here is upset about it. Two, someone here doesn't understand it. Three, we meet a child who needs to learn about it. Four, Rita thought we said something else. <laughs> five, <laughs> five, someone has recently become obsessed with it. And six, it's not. <laughs> it's very, very good. Um, so yeah, once you've got all that stuff, uh, you have someone, uh, you defeat the monster or fight the monster, have someone elect to be alpha five, which really just means that you write, write things down. Write power level on a piece of paper. Describe an action that your character takes toward defeating the monster. Take into account the story complication. Roll one d6 die and one additional for each of your hobbies that pertain to the action. For example, if you're doing a roundhouse kick and all of your hobbies are karate, you would roll four dice. Tommy Oliver. (laughs) That's the best. I love it. It's so cool. I so love my absolute favorite thing is the discussion of how the like dice rolls actually play in. Every die that comes up a one is a bummer. If you roll all ones, that's a major bummer. And your team loses <laughs> one power point and dis- subtracts one from the power level. And in parentheses, I, I, I. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you gain power points by rolling sixes and lose them when you roll snake eyes, basically, which yeah. is great. Uh, and when the power level is equal to or greater than the number of players times three, the monster grows and the rangers summon their zords to form the megazord. Each player shouts their battle cry and rolls one six-sided die. The player who rolls highest narrates how the megazord finishes off the monster. The remaining players then take turns describing how they resolve the remaining story and whether the complication is resolved. And that's pretty much it. So you can tell a a Power Rangers story using this system pretty easily. And thank you so much to Tyler for sending that in. Yeah, that's really cool. cool. That's so cool. Thank you so much. It's really great because, like, it, like, it's, it's, like, on its, on its face, it's a functional Power Rangers system, which is in of itself really good. But also, like, it is filtered through the lens of our dumb bullshit specifically, which. Which I just love, and thank you so much flattering. for Extremely flattering, yeah, this yeah. is really cool. So, uh, I'm not going to do any um, any questions this week, because I have to run a 5k in the morning, so uh, I'm tired. Oh, well, but, con- proud of oh, you, Zach. Nice thanks. job. Thanks, <laughs> I appreciate it, I appreciate it. I'll probably die. Uh, Don't die. So... <laughs> Not really. Um, but yeah, if you do have any questions, you can send them to us at those uh, addresses I gave earlier. Um, I guess a couple quick shout outs. As always, you can uh, go on our website, which is audioentropy.com and check out all our cool, uh, all our cool shows. I want to go ahead and say, I guess by the time that this goes out, that'll it'll probably be up there. I hope, Joel, the new one. Boy, that's some uh, that's some targeted shade there, buddy. Uh, it's not shade. I just don't want to say it if we don't think it's going to happen. Zach, Zach, can I, uh, can I, I've already can said I... it once on accident on a different okay. show. So well, like, I've got a, I've got go a specific reason to 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 throw this down. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, our our buddy Frankie, who's been on the show a few times, uh, they and their friend uh, Cassidy uh, have a podcast called Let's Steal a Podcast. It is about the show Leverage. We've talked about it here before, and we've stolen uh, it. it is, 
Yes, we've stolen it. It is officially part of the Audio Entropy Network now. Uh, and to help commemorate that, uh, Emily and I joined them uh, and honestly kind of took over a bit um, to do a crossover episode, uh, basically, that was Let's Steal a Podcast versus Teenagers with Attitude, discussing the first two episodes of Lupin Ranger versus Pot Ranger. That's pretty good. So that was a real fun time. It was really fun to record, and those two are great. I love I love Frankie to death, and it was really nice to be Cassidy. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we need to get Cassidy on uh, on on our show sometime. Yep. Um, but like, so that's fun. Congratulations to them, and thank you to them for joining the network. Uh, that's the good news. I've also got a, a bit of a bummer news. Um, our friends at the VGM Jukebox uh, are calling it quits. They're winding oh, down their show. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, I love those guys. I mean, listen, it's it's nothing specific bad happened. It's just burnout, and believe me, I understand. Um, their show is not done yet, but it will be. Uh, ending toward the end of the summer. Mm. So uh, if you get the chance, like they still have like three years worth of archives. If you like video game music uh, yeah. and, you like, and you liked hearing Josh and Emily when they were guesting here or, and occasionally like they've, they've discussed teachers with attitude over there a few times. They're like they've been, they're really good friends of the show. And um, I, 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 yeah, I, I love Josh and Emily and I love their podcast. Like I, I can't recommend, if you like video game music, I can't recommend their podcast enough. Like not only do you get to hear cool video game tunes, but Josh and Emily like talk in between the tracks and they always have really fun conversations and they're it's, adorable. It's kind of like a radio station, but with video game music. Yeah. But, and and also much, it's, yeah. it's just like super, even when they're talking about like death and stuff, it's super positive and like, it's just such a feel good show. Like, I, I love that show. Just go yeah. listen to it. Def- and I, yeah, and I guessed uh, it on a, on a project they did, so that was cool. Yeah, but that's uh, that's the VGM Jukebox. Uh, head on over, give their archive a listen if you haven't yet, and send them some love. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'll also say, uh, Emily uh, and uh, Greg and, and a couple other people's, uh, are the podcast Beast, oh my god. Warren my Beast? T- Warren Beast, sorry. Beast, thank you so much. I, I Announcing something about our show, and then I got super t- the title. I got super <laughs> tongue-tied. Warren Beast will be ending. They're wrapping up uh, the last season of Beast Machines. Um, and if yeah. you like Transformers or Emily or... Or, or, or me, honestly, do me a favor and go listen to it, because it's a great show. Yeah, listen to it for Zach. For Zach. Yeah. Well, not I for mean, me. I specifically me. just for Zach, who's know, never been on that podcast. I, I, I started with Emily. God, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, I guess, last thing. Uh, uh, man, I am falling apart here. Uh, oh, I just wanted to say about Warren Beast is like, I wouldn't be on this show if I didn't do that show. That show got me on the network and it got me to, you know, meet these cool guys and become a, friends was, with them. It was a Trojan and- horse of sorts. So it was it it's it's pretty cool. So go check it out um, if you haven't. And like the, the first like twenty episodes are going to be a little awkward because I I, I came out mid podcast, but it's it's still worth a listen. Go check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, I'll say that uh, uh, I've been listening listening again to D Comedy on our network, which is show. the show uh, where our friend Lucas uh, and his sister go over. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the Disney original movies, and I t- thought I knew all of them, but man, they've been talking about a, a bunch lot of, of ones. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna say it: one of the best uh, like sibling based podcasts out there. Yeah, I can't really think of anything that could come close. D comedy, yeah. And I listen to uh, I've been listening, catching up, 
and a lot even the ones i've like never heard of are a lot of fun so give it a shot and then last thing is thank you to mitchell uh for our theme song uh good luck to him he just had a a, a kid and yeah. his wife oh, so good luck congratulations um, Zach, Zach, i have a note yes you had two last things i know mm, i did that and sorry then, mitch's uh, kid get out of here <laughs> <and then, laughs> thank you as always off to the podcast <sighs> thank thank you you sorry you have to cut out reference to mitch's child and thank you as always to eric for doing our editing oh my god we are now ending for Teenagers with Attitude, I have been Zach. Huh? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't... I didn't, I didn't that was first. Uh, <laughs> okay, so we fucked up coming in. We had to fuck up going out. Better watch. Symmetry, <laughs> screw this board up. I've been Mike. I've been Luke. I've been uh, Joel. And I've been Emily. <laughs> and may the power protect you always. <laughs> How you doing? Krabby Cabby at your service. I don't break for no one, no how, no way. I will, however, give you the ride of your life. Your last ride. <laughs>